Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Angel R. Talk. The city of New York, Boricua from the Bronx. <laughs> Lately, I've been talking to a lot of politicians, and um, <laughs> it is an election season, so it makes sense. So I'm just going to cut right to it because I know you have had a very long day and um, probably want to eat, rest, and do all the things that people do at the end of the long day. So please introduce yourself, tell us who you are, tell us where you're running, and um, we'll rock and roll. So I'm Elizabeth Fernandez. I am running for United States House of Representatives in Texas 8th District. My opponent is Kevin Brady, who has been office for 24 years. An incumbent, a Republican yes. in Texas. Yes. In Texas. So what, how do you think that works out? Now, you're coming in as a Democrat, right? In Texas, and you're running against it, because I looked him up. I, I never heard, well, I, I might have heard his name at some point or another, but I don't know much about him. So I looked him up. 23 years, I think, right? That's what you said, 23, 97, I believe it was. The guy's been in, in office, and he's a Republican, and this is Texas. So how do you... And it can be done because AOC did it in, in New York. But in that situation, it was Democrat against Democrat. She beat an incumbent. Um, so it can be done. But this is, I feel like Texas is more conservative, mm -hmm. right, um, for the most part. It is. Um, but Texas is also changing. And, you know, Texas has been red for a long time, a lot in, due to the gerrymandering. So, you know, that's one reason it's very important in the Texas House that we win those win the House back, um, because obviously with this being a census year, the, the, the new uh, boundaries are going to be set, and so the Democrats need to get control of that. Um, now, I will say, I believe, you know, Montgomery County is the largest county um, in my district. There's actually nine counties total. Walker County is the second largest, uh, which is up in Huntsville area. And there's a lot of other smaller, and then we have a portion of North Harris County as well. Um, but Montgomery County is changing. Um, can you hear my kids yelling? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm giggling. It's funny because we were just talking about that. It's funny. <laughs> it just I'm going to barge in here. My door is locked, but <laughs> you'll be knocking. Let me in. Um, so Montgomery County is is changing. Um, I would say it's probably more purple now than it is red. Um, and there's also a lot of voters that have been non-voters. What's, what's purple? Sorry, I don't know what that. It's your red, red and blue. Red and blue uh, makes purple. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Okay, so our, okay. our Montgomery County chair, she actually is um, running a podcast, I believe, with somebody from the Republican Party called Purple mm. Politics. Um, and they discuss politics in Montgomery County. Um, and I don't know if you've looked at my logo uh, for the campaign, you know, when I was, this is kind of a silly thing, but at the same time not, when I was trying to decide what I wanted our logo to look like, hmm. uh, not only is purple one of my favorite colors, um, I wanted it to be the merging of red and blue. So if you look at the logo, one side is blue and one side's red and it, it blends into purple. Um, oh, that's clever. Two reasons. Um, one, Montgomery County is changing. It's probably more purple than it is red. Number two, you know, I believe we need to work more together and not so, you know, I'm on the left and you're on the right and neither one of us are willing to, to compromise. 
Um, we don't get anything done when we don't compromise. Nope. Unfortunately, there has to be compromise. So um, that was the other piece. Oh, there's my cats making. Um, <laughs> um, my wife is so, in the kitchen. We're, we're, this is going to be a, a podcast of reality, and, and <laughs> so it's okay. You know? Chaos. Yeah. So I wanted, you know, I, I, and I firmly believe we, we need more, more working together. Um, and obviously with the, the district itself being somewhat purple, you know, I, I need to bring that representation. Um, mm. And then number, number three being that I love purple and I actually have purple in my hair. I don't know if you can huh? see it, um, you're, but you're I have prince. purple and blue actually in my hair for, you like Prince then, years. I'm going to say. Yeah, I do like Prince. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you try to work out the permission so you can use some of his music. <laughs> That'd be awesome. You um, save that for the presidential bid and then you yeah. are. <laughs> it's not like my campaign manager. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's, it's purple and it is changing. Um, and I think it's important in this district to get with a lot of the Hispanic voters young voters, the people that have not been voting. I, I firmly believe that the Democrats have the numbers to win. It's just about getting them out to vote. And right. from from history, you know, Kevin Brady has a lot of times gone unopposed. No candidate has run against him on the I Democratic see. ticket. And so a lot of times it would not surprise me if you asked somebody off of the street, do you know Elizabeth Hernandez or do you know who, who Kevin Brady's opponent is. Did you even know he has an opponent? And people will probably say no because they, they don't, they're not used to him having opposition. And mm. I, of course, don't believe any candidate should run unopposed. Um, no, you know, of course I not. They should all, they should all have somebody, you know, even within their own, their own ranks. I, I mean, I don't know yeah. the guy. I don't, I really don't know anything about him. Um, but the little bit of reading that I read is it seems as though he would basically be in you know, stand file Republican, not, you know, not kind of, you know, like there's some of them. I've, I've actually spoken to a few Republicans. In fact, for a period of my life, I was in the Republican Party myself. So um, I've seen that within the party itself, there are extremes. Um, mm -hmm. I guess he falls right in line with the rank and file. Like the, that's what I gathered from my, you know, my quick reading on him. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're, um, your background is accounting, which is a good thing. I mean, to have a numbers. Um, have you ever done any politics at all, or you just kind of just went straight for the? You went straight for the jugular on it. Go <laughs> big, or go home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so my campaign manager has been um, trying to convince me to run for a while, actually, and I've run. I've worked in accounting for almost twenty years. Um, I actually just graduated from Sam Houston State University with my accounting degree because I've mm. been working full-time and going to school part-time at night for the last 19 years and raising my kids. Also, I've got three kids, but, um, you and, know, I wasn't, I wasn't and guinea pigs and Yeah, and all my animals. <laughs> <laughs> two cats, two dogs, four guinea pigs. Um, and so I, you know, I was like, I can't run for Congress. I'm, I'm still finishing my degree. You know, I've got, I've got to focus on that. And I was scheduled to graduate this summer. And I honestly, I ended up having a primary opponent. I did not know I was going to have a primary opponent. 
you know, I filed to run. So I filed to run thinking I was just going to be the the can Democratic candidate running against Brady. And then the day we filed, which was December the 9th, if I'm not mistaken, I found out that I had a primary opponent. And we literally didn't have anything ready. Like our website wasn't up. I mean, my social medias weren't ready. We just, I was not anticipating. And so we very quickly had to get our website up, get, you know, because people were going to start looking at like, who is this person, you know? Hmm. And uh, my primary opponent was a uh, San Jacinto County chair. Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check, check up on the little ones. Gosh, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? <laughs> Uh, you, you you were um, you were talking about how you expected to be unopposed oh, yes. in the primary, and uh, yes. some, somebody crept in, and you had so to get everything she, ready. She <laughs> had um, filed maybe at the same time or right before, but we found out that day that she was running, and it was like, okay, we've got to scramble really fast, and it was hard because I was still in school. So that was December. I was wrapping up a semester. And then I had one more semester and I always take six hours. And um, I had one class that I had to take this summer, which is, was my final class that I took and I, and I graduated on August the 1st, but. Um, Congratulations on that. You know, thank you. <laughs> long journey. Congratulations. I got, have, I got to have a virtual ceremony. I mean, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I know you, you, you put in so much work and effort and then they, they, they rob you from your, your that one moment of walking with the aisle and looking at the kids like I did it you know <laughs> no, yes and I really wanted to do it for my kids because you know they sacrificed a lot too you know mom was at school two nights a week for three or four hours and then when I was here I was doing homework and studying for exams and so you know but the good thing is the school has said that they're hoping to have an in-person ceremony in December possibly depending on you know, the coronavirus situation, obviously, and I completely understand. I mean, it, you know, it was, I was obviously sad, but at the same time, they, I, I, I mean, they should, they know. should do all that in the future for you guys, regardless. Yeah. You know, um, I think they will. Everybody that, that has not had their, you know, cause that's part of what your whole experience is. It's delayed. That's fine. You know, we'll walk yeah. another time, but they should certainly, you know, give yeah. you that. It's well, yeah. well yeah. deserved, you know, so. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so I had not been in politics before. I think I started telling you my, my campaign manager had been trying to convince me and, you know, knowing that I was going to be graduating. How did that come about though? Like, how do you go from, I'm an accountant, I work at school and somebody's saying, Hey, you know what? So my, my fiance is an attorney. Um, he practices employment law. He's been a civil rights lawyer for almost 20 years. Um, and so we we live together my campaign manager it's not a secret i think most people here know that we're engaged um so we've been living together for five years and he's been a lawyer for a long time we follow politics um i haven't been like politically active in the party locally but that wasn't because i didn't want to that was because i was going to school and working and right, kids. Right. and you know when i when i graduated school i was like man what am i gonna do now you know or i was thinking what am i gonna do because i have all this free time and well, I'm, I'm running a campaign now, um, <laughs> which that is keeping me very busy. Um, but he, like I said, he had been telling me for a while, you would be a great candidate. You have great background, you know, Congress. So 
one of the, I guess, things that pulled me in was fall of 17, I was taking income tax accounting at Sam Houston. And income tax is not a fun class, let me tell you. Um, it's even less fun when you're having to learn, hey, this is the tax code for 2017. Oh, guess what? In 2018, it's changing because Kevin Brady, who authored Tax Cuts and Job Act, which was the tax cuts for the wealthy that were implemented in 2018, we had to learn both, you know, that this is what it is right now and this is what it's going to be. Mm. So, um, you know, I saw on paper, academically, what was going on with the taxes. That did not make me very happy. Um, I've not been a fan of Brady since I've mm. known him or known of him. Um, and so with, you know, Trump being in office, everything that's going on, it was like, you know what? It's a presidential year. I think this is the year for the Democrats. It is. I mean, if we have a chance oh. of turning Texas blue, this is the year. Yes, baby. Hi. This is Lada. <laughs> Hello. This is my youngest. She's five, and she just started kindergarten this year. Oh, okay. Very cool. Long, long journey ahead of you on that one. <laughs> this is our junior campaign manager, too. Okay, cool. Well, she's getting she's getting a way head start on the politics. <laughs> oh, we're Nassim is grooming her for presidency. Let me tell you. <laughs> you know what? We're, we're we're talking about that now, and twenty years from now, we could be looking back at this video and being like, they they this was this was in the works. Lila, is, tell tell Angel about Kevin Brady. What do you know about Kevin Brady? He's trying to take away public education and money. Did you understand? Uh, I did. I did. That's kind of important, right? <laughs> I think that's important. You're just starting that world too and trying to take it away from you. That's kind of, mm. yes. No, right. well, well, may, maybe if, uh, if that person right there next to you has something to say, it might be different, right? Yeah. You excited? You excited about the whole thing? You, you excited about, about, about mommy going into, uh, into politics and maybe getting that Brady guy out. <laughs> yes, we're going to kick him out. <laughs> All right, go so I can finish the interview, okay? Mom. What? Can you tell me that I want to go to the park with him after he gets back? Yes, I will tell him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Cute kid. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of... You, you mind if I keep that? You, oh you, yeah, no, no. Okay, okay. I'll keep it in there. <laughs> She's. Um, I was kind of. I was talking to one of my friends the other day about her starting school this year, and I'm like, you know, one of the good things about her starting school is she doesn't know, like, that wearing mask and only sitting with three friends at lunch, and you know, she doesn't realize that's not normal, you know, because it's her first. Mm year in public wow. school and so going to, to that world it, it's a normality yeah. to them wow yeah, yeah at least for her not for my older two but you know uh, well, so, that's yeah. helpful yeah it's, it's helpful fun. it'll help a little bit with coping you know yes oh, exactly yeah. um yeah and i was really concerned about my son he's 11 he's um got a disability i kind of mentioned that earlier he um, has something called Rubenstein-Tabby syndrome. It's a very rare genetic um, syndrome. And 
you know, he's very finicky, like with his clothes and he doesn't like wearing hats and noises bother him. And he, he's, he's actually got an autism diagnosis, no but it's, it's really RTS and it, it translate, it looks like autism and it appears like it's autism. But, um, so I wasn't sure how he was going to do with the whole mask wearing and, and he's, he's done great. I've, I've been really, um, happy and pleased with, with how he's handled it. Um, because he needs to be in school, you know, he's in special education. He, he needs that one-on-one -on -one help. It, it was very mm. difficult doing homeschool with him when they were doing it from online. Um, mm. So yeah, <laughs> uh, all my kids are in, back in in-person school. Um, they're, they're wearing masks and they're doing all the safe things. Um, fortunately, we were, we live no! in a good district where they, you know, have the means to provide masks and make sure everything gets sanitized every day and everybody washes their hands and they're real, really diligent about that. Um, I don't think we really should be back in school nationwide. Um, yeah, it's been a big, big thing in New York. It's been a big, uh, big issue for a lot of people. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about the whole, you know, because there are going to be some people that, that believe that this is all a hoax. Right. Yeah. And, and there's those, you know, kind of people. And, and I don't think that's the case because I've seen people actually die from this thing, you know, um, lost friends and my mom's lost friends and, you know, um, and then there's the ones who are um, overly paranoid. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. I, I wear a mask because I, I, it's a societal standard right now. Like I have to wear a mask wear the mask and I think I'm safe. You know, I go to the gym, me and my son have been going to the gym and, and I wear the mask there and stuff. But I go, every time I go to the gym, I go with the mindset of, I am taking probably an unnecessary risk right now. Like I am perfectly aware that um, being in that environment yeah. exposes me at a higher risk level. Um, and I just kind of play the odds there. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't, you know, I, they're, they are cleaning. Um, they shut it down every 30, uh, every 90 minutes, they shut down the gym for half an hour to sanitize. Wow. So you got to book a 90 minute window and then you're out, they kick you out and they uh -huh. clean and then they bring in the next batch. And this is how they control the group and everything. Um, well, good for them. You know, and you have to wear a mask and, yeah. I, you know, but even with that, I don't, yeah. I don't walk around with a yeah, I don't, I don't have a false sense of security. Like, like we're good. You know, I'm, I'm always aware of the fact that, you know, I feel like it's the role of a die. I don't, you know, yeah. I, we don't know really with this COVID thing, how, you know, my son was in a home where everyone had it and he, he doesn't even have antibodies. He didn't get anything, you know? Um, I haven't come in contact with it. My, I don't have the antibodies. I don't have the COVID, you know, um, my mom, and my sister, they had it and they're fine you know so it's it's very yeah I, I i fear it more because of that because i know people who've gotten it and just gone too many unanswered questions yeah too many unknowns now is it airborne is it not i don't know somebody says my, yes somebody says no my fear is more probably for my parents you know my dad is 73 and so mm. he's not he's not like young you know um and then my mom is, is 62 
and she's got diabetes. So I just worry about, obviously I'm, I'm out and about as well. I mean, I always wear a mask. I always make sure right. I sanitize my hands, but, um, but you know, I get worried when I'm going to see them, you know, and I try to, even right. if like they come over, I still kind of stay a distance. I try not to hug them. So um, it's the seniors I'm, I'm worried about. And especially mm -hmm. like the high risk seniors, because I feel like right now there's so much, you know, it's a hoax you know, I can't breathe. Why do I have to wear this mask, wear the mask? And it's just here, especially in Montgomery County, it's, it's, um, our judge, our County judge, we have obviously the mask order here in Texas, but he will not enforce it. The sheriff's office mm -hmm. came out with a statement basically saying they're not doing anything about it. Um, the stores. Right. Cause those, those are the extremes right there. The, you yes. know, especially Texas, Texas is one of those places you know, there's places in Texas where I felt at home. When I was in the military, I spent some time in Texas. And there were places where even when I was in uniform, um, people were very racist to me, you know, wow. and said racist things, even while I was serving the nation in uniform. And then there were places where I felt like I was, you know, I was with my homies. You know, so it's like a very, you know. Uh, I, I think historically it's a place I wouldn't go to. Nowadays, it feels like it's more, you know, mingled. Hi. Okay, don't go out there with, with him out there. He's a big puppy and he doesn't know better. Okay. I don't play with him. You need to wait for me or Nassim to go outside. Okay. Are you okay? Did you scratch yourself? Yeah. So we adopted a... Um, puppy he was five months old when we got him a uh, half boxer half rottweiler from the animal oh. shelter so this is one of our covid pets <laughs> let me tell you the guinea pigs were covid guinea pigs too wow. first my 15 year old daughter she's like she watches these tiktoks or maybe it's instagram i don't know and she saw somebody with guinea pigs and she fell in love with guinea pigs and she's like i want to get a guinea pig i'm bored i need something to do and we're like okay we'll get you a guinea pig so she goes and she picks a guinea pig and lila picks a guinea pig so they come home with two guinea pigs hmm. and when i was growing up i had hamsters i loved hamsters yes, yes. Hamster. hamster mine's <laughs> name my hamster my hamster Hamster and the boy hamster was named Hamsto. <laughs> very, very creative. I was very inventive with the names. <laughs> we had a hamster a while back and, and the hamster passed. But so anyway, then I, I fell in love with guinea pigs and I was like, I want my own guinea pig. So I go oh. buy a guinea pig and come home with two more guinea pigs. <laughs> oh my God. Four I was going to say, I thought you said you had four wow. guinea pigs. Wow. Yeah. That's how we love them but we all play with them so like she'll have one i'll have one my other daughter have one the seem like some so they're they're fun but we adopted this dog and he's now eight months and he's big i mean he's a puppy basically you know and i was looking at some pictures the other day of when we adopted i didn't even realize how much he's grown but he knocked her over you know he doesn't roddy and boxer yeah those are it's gonna be a big that's gonna be a you know well, you you will have a safe house, household. <laughs> He's know? a good dog. He really is a good dog. He's actually in training too, so I'm I'm taking him once a week for some training, and mm. he's he's very lovable. Loves to lick. <laughs> but yeah, don't go, don't go outside with him, okay? Until somebody's out there, okay? Go um see what Kinsey's doing, mm -hmm. okay? Oh, I That's feel funny. so bad. Yeah. <laughs> 
he will bull, he he will bulldoze you like he kind yeah. of pushes me over. So, but my dog tries, but she only weighs five pounds. So, you know, but she does the stuff that if she were big, well, the the way she plays would be not good because she you know you? she plays and she's like, <laughs> and to me it's cute. It's like oh look at those cute little teeth. But if she were to to be a big powerful dog and play like that, you know, you? yeah, it would you know. I mean, she's got me a couple times, but like I said, she's five pounds, so you know, she can't really hurt me. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, we have a Yorkie too, so we're on two extremes. Uh, Yorkie and Boxer. <laughs> that sounds right. That's how that's how a lot of people do it. It shows the the, the balance. Uh huh. And my Yorkie, she's almost ten, and so she's like, "Leave me alone!" Like I just want. She's starting to walk around really slow and and play our big dog and he wants to play and run and she's like leave me alone <laughs> she, she probably runs things and the big dog is the you know she's the alpha <laughs> the, the, the yorkie would be the alpha oh cinnamon's right here so cute ah, this is cute doggy <laughs> anyway back to politics <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I kind of just, if I had to say why I got into politics, I'm passionate about it. I care about it. I follow it. I care about obviously what's going to happen with my kids, with their future, um, being that, you know, I've got three children and, you know, Brady, in my opinion, does not care about people. Um, you know, he's, he's beholden to his wealthy donors right aren't they all <laughs> that's something that was one of my notes you mentioned special interest because i was reading yes. through your stuff um okay you can stay in your okay okay yeah you know and yeah so he he's um well you mentioned special interests and i've always felt that all politicians have special interests people that you know they are basically control them you know, house cards type stuff <laughs> you know, like, you know yeah. like you know um i don't know how someone gets away from that you know uh this, well this you know and i've had people ask me you know what's going to stop you from you know becoming that um and i mean the only thing i and, and i don't know brady i don't know i have been told that he changed um i've actually had people that i've met on the campaign trail change for bad or for for bad good. Okay. I've had people tell me that they helped get him elected into office in 97 and, and they were like, I'm ashamed to admit this, but he was a different person and he's not the same person he, he was back then, you know, and, and I think 24 years or 23 and a half will probably do that to you. Um, yeah. I'm not completely opposed to term limits, you know, I mean, I think if we had some term limits, it could probably do away with that. Um, you know, I don't, I know Brady's not from Texas. I don't know what his background is. Um, you may have looked it up. Um, so you could probably tell me, but I, I have been in those shoes of the people. And I think we're at a point, I mean, the whole point of representatives is to represent the people in your district. And I don't know how you can really represent those people without understanding some issues, you know, um, just a few,
from my personal experience. So I mentioned that my son was, was, um, had a disability. So I've, you know, had to deal with that, you know, making sure your kids get the services that they need in school and the testing they need in school. My oldest daughter also has dyslexia. And so that was a little bit of a, a fight as well. So I've got both of them. One has a 504 and one's on ARD. Um, it's hard. You know, when I met with a genetics doctor for my son, she basically told me, you know, your son's probably going to have to for the rest of his life. Um, you need to register for these, you know, services and you need to make sure you get, um, God, I can't think of the name, but where you get not custody, but legal something for, for him before he turns 18. I mean, there's a, there's a lot, you know, and so I've, I've dealt with that. I can understand families going through those types of issues. Um, obviously I told you, I just graduated from, from college and literally took me 19 years not because I wanted to take that long um, I mean I would have loved to have you know graduated high school and gone to college and lived on campus and you know gone to college parties and but I, I couldn't you know um, my parents didn't have money to send me to school I my parents had five children together um, I'm the oldest of the five together and one of my younger sisters has graduated from college and I have another one that's working. She just graduated with her associate's degree. Um, mm. But I had to figure it out on my own. I, I had not gotten a single penny from my parents for school. I had to get some loans. I used some of the money wow. I worked with. And so it was hard. And then I had kids too. So, um, you know, I took off years after having kids and, and stuff like that. But um, so I firmly believe you know, you can't get anywhere without an education. Like, I mean, I've worked in accounting for 20 years and I pretty much career-wise bottomed out. Like I could do mm. so much more, but because I didn't have the piece of paper to show that I graduated, you, you can't get a job somewhere. Um, yeah. It's sad, but it's the reality of today. And, you know, so I obviously I'm an advocate for at a minimum two years of free college you know, everybody deserves an equal opportunity. Um, and then it, it helps people, people try to try to call these things handouts and stuff, but you know, um, it's not I, about I mean, handouts, you know, if you're investing in your people for the future, because they are the people who are going to be there. The thing is that that politician who's in power now, he'll be out in four years. He doesn't care. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care about what, you know, but it, they don't realize that it's the people in general. You know, if it wasn't for um, welfare, Section 8, these programs that we have here in New York, I would have not been able to be where I'm at today. You know, I, I'd probably be in jail or, or in a street corner somewhere, you know, waiting for a future congresswoman to walk by so I could rob her. You know what I mean? Like, if, you know, this is, this was the, this was the, um, the path. So sometimes people just need help, you know, and you know, with my case, I say I got lucky. And I say that all the time because when I was 18 years old, or I guess I was probably 19 at that time, um, I met a man that I worked at this really terrible job. I probably made $8 an hour, like doing accounting office work. And the gentleman I worked for, he was so old school, he had paper ledgers. Like he didn't even use accounting. Peach tree. <laughs> <laughs> what was he, the, the, the peach tree? Is that the one? 
He didn't even have Peachtree. No, it was literally a paper ledger. I used to calculate payroll checks by hand, like calculating the tax rates. And he had one of those checks embossers. You know what I'm talking about? Those old, like anyway, he's still old school. So I had to work Saturdays and Sundays. And I, I used to go to this little store that had like a little sandwich kitchen in it. And I was up there one weekend getting lunch and this man that was the owner of a company called WW Foundation Drilling saw me and he had seen me like a several times because we would pass each other at the store and he was like, what are you doing here on the weekend? And I was like, oh, I have to work. And he's like, you have to work on the weekends? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, you should come work for me. I'll give you a job, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll train you. And I'm like, okay. So I went to work for him, mm. taught me without me having any education, because I don't think I started going to school until I was working there, um, he gave me a chance. Like he saw right. something in me. I was at the right place at the right time, but not everybody has that opportunity. Not everybody meets the right person at the right time. You know, right. and, and I had right. to fight really hard. And it's not easy going to school at night and working full time and raising children. And no. And some people just don't have the, you know, will or the money or the means or whatever to do it and it shouldn't be that hard that's my bottom line it should not be that hard for for anybody there's there's um there's support that goes into it it's i think back on that and i I was i think i was talking to my son two days ago so i tell him i'd be on the subway with my hand up like this coming because i'd work full time and go to school at night as well and i'd be on the subway and going like this you know, like just, just shutting down from just sheer exhaustion. Um, so it's hard. And, and, and I mean, with, with, um, with children, it makes it because then you need a support system. You know, how can, how can you be in school? Well, somebody's got to be watching the kids, you know, somebody's got to help. I mean, even now with the COVID stuff is the same thing. A lot of people, how can you go to work? Well, who's going to watch the kids if there's no school? So there's all these, you know, um, it's it's tough. It's tough. Life is tough, and um, they, there's things that can be done to make it better for people. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't feel like a lot of politicians do. I like having AOC in there because she calls. She's she's breaking it down. She's telling us things that we would never know or see. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, I'm in this legislative meeting, and this guy here is doing this to prevent this from happening. And that's why you don't have such and such service. Or, like she is exposing these right. things that we would never know, mm-hmm. you know, um, the realities of these things. So I love I loved that, you know, because um, yeah. I, you know, it's important to, to do that. You know, it's, Did you an, watch it's a, um, Bringing Down the House? No, I'm not. It's, a, it's like a documentary of AOC. And it has some other candidates also that were running at the time that she was. It's really good. Oh, yeah, she was, out, definitely, she was definitely, it's on Netflix, I believe, and it's free to watch, obviously, if it's on Netflix, um, but she was an inspiration to me, for sure, you know, and I love her fire, I love, you know, I, I totally agree with you on her, I, I like her a lot, I know there's so much, I, I, I feel like there's so many people that, like, don't like her, and so much polarization around her, and I'm like, I don't get it, what is she doing that's so terrible, I don't, I don't oh, know. She's, she's, like, way over here. So the people that are here uh, and the people that are here, she's going to have all those people against her. You know, yeah. um, she's like, uh, you know, like a Bernie Democrat, like way on that 
that extreme side. So I don't know all of her politics, but like, yeah. for instance, yourself, right? You, you mentioned that you believe people should be able to own guns, right? I saw Bernie say that you can't apply the same laws to a person who lives in New York and to a person who lives in Vermont, who's two hours away from the sheriff's office. You can't apply the same rules. So um, I, I can't imagine that AOC, me and AOC would probably disagree on that. And you yourself would also probably be at odds with her on that um, because she's way on that yeah. extreme side, you know, and maybe that's why, you know, um, I, I dig what she's doing. Um, I don't have a strong opinion either way. We need people like that. Yeah. You know, we need people, we need people in there who, well, I guess I do have an opinion. <laughs> you, know, you know, we do, we do need people in there that are going to, you know, come in and, and well, she took out Crowley and, and I've been to quite a few of Crowley's um, town halls and stuff. As a matter of fact, his immigration, like um, the manager, the, the woman who ran his entire immigration pro program is a friend of mine. I know her. Uh -huh. So when Crowley was out, she was like, I'm out the job, Angel. She, uh -huh. she had to go, she had to go find another job. Um, but that was AOC's doing, put my friend out of work, <laughs> you, know, you know, but you know, it's for, I think I, Crowley was a powerful Democrat. He was one of the, the, the heavyweights in there. Um, uh, I would assume Brady is also uh, a heavyweight on the Republican side. I saw he's in some committees and stuff. So I think he's a heavyweight. So, I mean, I, I, you, you got your work cut out for you, I think, but Absolutely. <laughs> it's totally doable. It's totally, I'd love to see it just, just because it's, it, and I was talking with a guy uh, a couple days ago who's running for council here in New York and it was sticking it to the system. I love it when, you know, just an average person says, you know what, I'm going to run and they come and they stick it to the system. You know, like AOC was one of those individuals that just completely pulled the rug out from underneath them. And, you know, yeah, and I would say we are not, um, and Nassim, if he was here, he would tell you, we are not running your traditional campaign um, at all. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to give away all our secrets or anything, <laughs> but, um, you know, my primary opponent, I don't know if you looked her up at all or, or looked at that race at all. She was um, what I would say the party's pick um, because they knew her, you know, the she, had system. Been, she had been involved. <laughs> in politics she was a county chair um from what i understand she had been uh basically running for this race a year and a half wow. ahead of me um, well, they, I, they must not like you then <laughs> you, <laughs> you came out and you said yeah <laughs> uh yeah they act some some people actually asked me to drop out of the race um wow. and i said no um and 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 in true honesty, I did not expect to win the primary, not because we didn't work hard. Because even with me still being in school, I mm. we still worked hard. Every evening that I was free, I attended events. We did a lot of literature um, dropping or or talking to students at Sam because that was one thing that I had in my pocket is I was a student at Sam Houston. And mm. so I was able to talk to students there. And when I talk to students there, of course they get excited that somebody that's going to their school is running for Congress, you know? Oh. And um, 
So they, they weren't super supportive. Um, and so we kind of just did our own thing, you know, and I, in true honesty, they probably don't have any idea what we actually did because they weren't involved in it. And I just didn't think we would win because of her, you know, being in and knowing all the people. He's the and, pick. It's yeah. like de Blasio. De Blasio won in New York. We don't know who the hell he was. And he just happened to be the guy that the machine picked. And he, in this case, he won. You know, you know he, he actually won. So are they, are they on board with you now? Because, um, I mean, it's, it's you or the guy that's in there, right? That's kind of like. It's. It's hard to say, honestly. Um, I get so many mixed um, feedback from from different people that I talk to. Um, one minute I feel like okay, we've we've got the support, and then one minute I don't feel like we do. So, but same as the primary, we're pushing forward. You know, I have other volunteers that aren't you know part of the party. Uh, Walker County has been totally supportive of our campaign. Um, they're, they're fantastic. They love, love the campaign. They love me. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, the 200,000 votes that we need to get to win this seat is not the people involved in the, in the local party. So, you know, with or without their support, I, we are pushing forward. Um, and you know we won the primary with sixty at sixty percent. So um, it was uh, very surprising to the opposing side. Um, we've had a lot of people um, tell us, you know, the evening that the numbers were coming in. Actually, the county chair at the, at the time it's it's changed over, but he told us he was like, I I I have to admit, I did not see this coming. You know, <laughs> he was not expecting for us to win. And, um, but I'm a, I'm a great candidate. I don't, I don't think I'm not. I mean, regardless of my uh, not having history of being in politics or, or. Um, well, if that were, if that were a disqualifier, we wouldn't have this president, right? Your, 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 your background. I, I mean, I always, I was always under the impression that everybody who got into these positions kind of worked their way up the ranks, you know, started in local and what, but it doesn't seem to be that way, at least not from, from, you know, I, I, and I thought this was a new thing, but really, if you think about it, Reagan was an actor. What did he, Oh yes. what did he Arnold, know? Arnold you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know, so these are not people who, who had any particular, you know, like they've been groomed for this thing, you know, it's just a, a person that, that decided I want to run. Jesse DeBody Bensora was, was governor in Vermont. You know, the guy's a wrestler. He's a wrestler, you know? <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, and of course, if we go back to Trump, what, 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 what possible skill set? I mean, even in his business, right? His business was, it wasn't like he was great at it, you know? You know, I mean, he, he has money, but I always felt that that money was uh, given to him, not, you know, not self-made. So I, you know, well, he made more money. Well, yeah, if you give me a million dollar home, little small million dollar loan, I'm sure I could probably make some money off of it, mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, but. And did he really make money? Because, you know, we haven't seen the tax returns. Yeah, we don't, we don't even know, you know. So, I mean, all that is to say that, 
that I don't discount anyone based on that, you know? Um, and in fact, I like, I like it. I like, you know, I guess just your average working person who's actually lived in the real world mm -hmm. has, has real experience, has encountered difficulties to be the person that's sitting there and sitting there and watching these elites try to push these things and, and say, hold up, hold up. No, that's not good. You know, I like that. You know, if we keep pumping people like that in there and y'all stay true to yourselves, you know, cause like you said, things can happen. You know, we don't know what, what happens over time, but if y'all can stay, you know, true to yourselves and, and stay in, you know, we could change the country. We could change things for the better for everyone. So, you know, I, 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 I would love to see you kick that guy out, you know? <laughs> I'd you know, love to see that. That would just be awesome. Just an awesome story. You know, it's another scenario where someone who's brand new came in and kicked out a established, mm -hmm. well, we're going to call him a, 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 what is it? Career politician, a career politician. Again. <clears throat> love to see it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, if we don't succeed this time, we're going to be back in 2022. You know, you one thing about Brady is he, he's never had anybody make him have to work. Right. And he needs to work for that seat. You know, right. so. Right. He's know. probably, he's probably sitting around right now thinking like. Psh. Oh yeah. And, oh, and that's, wow. that's, that's when, that's when they sleep on you. And that's when you, you, you go in and you catch him with that, that surprise hook and they're out for the count. He's not you know? worried about me one bit. I'm sure. Yeah, they they underestimate, and I. He doesn't. He doesn't know. He doesn't know Liz though. Because let me tell you, <laughs> I don't give up easily on anything. Considering it took me 19 years to finish school, you know. And and we we're talking about you know qualifications for running for office. I mean, I think the only thing you need is a will. Like my favorite saying, I always say my motto is where there's a will, there's a way. You know, there's no excuses. Where there's a will, there's a way. And if you care about people, which I do, you, you haven't, you know, you can sympathize with problems. I do. I've been there. I've been in those shoes. And you're willing to learn because do I know everything that, you know, going to Congress entails? Do I understand the whole like process and how all that works? No, I've, I've not been in that. You know, I'm not a lawyer, but I can learn anything. And I can read some books. I can go to their trainings. I can. Uh, most of that will be OJT. You just get in there and exactly. do the job, you know? Exactly. I, you know, I mean, we you need, think. So we need more real people. Yeah, like I agree. Like myself that are willing to step up, you know, and it's a huge commitment. I have so much respect for anybody that has ever run for office. Obviously, now that I'm in those shoes, I realize how much dedication, time, sacrifice it takes. And, you know, from the bottom of my heart, thank you to anybody and everybody that has made that sacrifice because um, we need we need more people and, and we don't have true democracy without it, you know. So. I'd love to see somebody get in there and do an AOC to Mitch McConnell. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would love that. I can't stand that guy. I would love somebody to come in and it'll be like a nobody that has never done like a me, you know, just come in and be like, yeah, I'm going to challenge. And, and people just for fun, like, you know what, let's get that new guy. And then, you know, 
they bring me in and I, I do to be able to take out that dude. Oh, yeah, that would be the, can you, can you get on that angel? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the, I will go to Kentucky. I'm like, Hey guys, I'm from New York and I'm, I, we're going to make this happen. I'm, you know, I, I, I come up with, you know, some, some, some crazy ideas that win them over and then get in office and do the complete opposite. <laughs> You know, it's like, I got you, suckers. Got Mitch McConnell out. I love to see that guy go. I can't, you know, there's most, most politicians, even the ones I don't like, I feel like I could probably have a conversation and be cool with them. I, I, I would have probably have a hard time with him. I, I don't know. I it just, I, I feel like he's always looking to, to just undermine democracy and just always just do what the opposite of what's the right thing you know like I, oh gosh, just, with this with this latest with rbg you know that that yeah i i mean like i understand they see an opportunity and they're going to take advantage of it no matter what because they see that that is a major opportunity to to tilt um for decades to come and that that yeah. that, wor that worries me that worries me it does me too and i i posted a tweet and i think on facebook about that the other day saying you know if they go low we are packing the courts i mean i think that's the only way i i didn't understand that i'm gonna ask you to explain that to me because I, I i meant to ask you about that i read that and i didn't quite understand what you meant when you said packing the courts i was a little confused so when when what so did that mean packing the courts basically means adding more um judges ah Gotcha. Gotcha. Go from go to 11 or right, 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 right. Okay. Because and we can do this. This is something that can be done. Like, yeah. it's uh, my understanding that yes, we can. Cause I read, I did read about that. Okay. So that's what you meant. Okay. Nothing, I you know, there's nothing in the constitution that says you're only allowed to have nine judges on the Supreme court. So, right. so then we, we have to flip, we have to flip the Senate. Um, this way we can do things like that. I, I, yes. I dig it. I you dig know what it. I mean? But they, they're leaving us with no choice. You know, I mean, it's completely hey, hypocritical considering. Well, when of course. Oh yeah. I remember. You know, I remember. So what, yeah, well, they're not leaving us an, an alternative. So yeah. um, I, I recall, I, I mean, there's a lot of things that, that, um, that went into that though. Cause, um, we didn't if i think if we had all the the you know the houses and the we probably would have done it too i you know what i'm saying like i think we we're, we're, I'm, I'm gonna appoint somebody if we could have done it we would have done it i mean it's real talk we, we would have done it but um well you know, know the thing about merrick garland was he wasn't even like a super liberal you know he was yeah. somebody very middle of the road you know, he, he made a very strategic pick so that the Republicans wouldn't push back and wouldn't say, right. no, we're not going to, you know, agree to, to, to swear him in. And they still, it's, it's yeah. like no compromise on their side. Yeah. No, yeah. that's, I, that's the major problem in, in our country overall that we just, people don't want to compromise. You know, I have a lot of people from the right on my social media on both you know, all the major platforms and stuff. And people often ask like, Angel, if I should, 
I should associate with you because I don't know where your heart is at. I said, well, what are you talking about? Like, I don't understand. You know what I write and say, yeah, but you're still friends with that guy who's a right winger. So what? So what? I'm not going to cut off every person who's yeah. a right winger because, you know, like it just doesn't make sense to me. You first, Yeah. How, how are you going to know what's going on in, in the world if you only surround yourself with like-minded people? Absolutely. You know, how will you ever, you know, how will you ever grow? How will you ever change? How will you ever evolve? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, it just doesn't I, work. I do. As I cringe, I watch some Hannity because I <laughs> want to know what the other side is saying. You know, I need to, to hear that. So, yeah. It's you have to, you know, you have to educate yourself. You have to know. I mean, I, I, I was in the right for a while, right? If I wasn't friends with a lot of leftists and maybe that thing that clicked in my head that says, whoa, I can't associate with this political party would have never happened. Mm -hmm. You know, I would have, I would have stayed over there, you know? Yeah. Um, although they did a pretty, pretty bang up job of making me want to leave anyway. I, the, the, the biggest thing with them, my, one of the, the reason I went over there was because I wanted to keep my guns. Right. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to protect my gun rights. So that's why I went and started supporting the right. But then on social issues, I was at odds with them on everything, everything. I'd be in a car. There's a, I don't know if you ever come across a guy named Wayne Dupree. He's a prominent right wing blogger. Um, he's, he's like, you know, Trump needs a black guy to talk to, to um, make him look like he's not a, he calls Wayne. You know, like that's, that's, so me and my buddy Wayne were going to West Virginia and on the ride down, we were talking about Im immigration mm -hmm. and I was telling him, you know, uh, you know, we need to help these people, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, send them all back. You know, <laughs> we got to send them all back. So our views were at odds in that. And, and, and then I started going to the rallies. I'm attending these events and I'm sitting there and I'm listening and I'm like, you know, except for the guns. I don't agree with the guy. I don't agree with these guys on anything. What the hell am I doing here? You know, like, you know, and, and, um, I, you know, I went independent for a while because as I mentioned in the very beginning, I don't, I don't believe that any of the, the parties has our real best interest. It's always their own best interest. I, yeah. I've never believed in, I don't believe that, that the Democrats and Congress and those people care about us and really want to, you know, with the exception of a few and things are changing, you know, I believe I, I, I have to believe AOC is for real. Yeah. Right. Um, regardless of whether or not you agree with her views or you agree with her politics or whatever the case is, I it's have to believe weird. she's, you know, like it's coming from a place of like reality on her own. She went and did this thing against the powerful Crowley. And, and so I believe her. I believe her. I still think she's pure, right? Now, yeah. Ask me 10 years from now, 15 years from now. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. You know? Um, so I went independent, but then I couldn't vote in primaries. I couldn't uh -huh. vote. I couldn't vote in any other primaries here in New York. So I had to pick a party. So I joined the Democratic Party and just so that I can vote. Yeah. So, and interestingly, even when I was in the Republican Party, I voted for Obama both times. Because I was a Republican only like for a year during like his, the transition of the, the, the second, when he was going into his second, and I still voted for him. And uh, I tell you, those guys did not like to hear that when, when, 
when I was speaking at those rallies because I told them the truth. Yeah. I, I, why would you vote for Obama? Because where I come from, who I am, I'm a guy from the South Bronx, what you would call the ghetto. You know, I feel like not voting for him was betraying who I am, you know, yeah. betraying where I come from, betraying my people, betraying that version of me who needs a little extra help to become the me of today. You know, yeah. I mean, so I, I did vote for him. But if you really sit down and study Obama and study not only Obama, any of them, Biden, they're not really they didn't really do much for us. You know, um, I, I would love to see do more. And that's yeah. when AOC comes in where someone, you know, who's really just d doesn't care. Doesn't yeah. care. Like what are they, what do we have to lose? You know, yeah, what are you going to do? I, I, I've, I'm here. What are you going to do? They're going to still vote for me. What are you going to do? You know, whereas the other guys are like, well, you know what? Uh, we don't want to lose the uh, Pepsi people. You know, those are some pretty big donors, you know? So. Things are changing a little, little at a time. Um, and, and incremental change is really what we need because we don't, it's, it's, it's too difficult when everything gets changed immediately. Right. But Congress itself, it needs. Well, a lot of those people have been there forever. Mm -hmm. They're there forever. And, and, and they are the, 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 the epitome of career politicians that they are. The, I would love to see, I, I don't know why anyone would oppose term limits. I don't know what not having term limits does for us. I don't know. I would like that that you have to get out. You can't be there forever. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. That is a, the perfect opportunity for corruption. Exactly. You know, corruption and, and special interests. Like you said, um, the guy you're opposing hasn't been opposed. So what incentive does he have to do anything for anyone? Who's going to beat him? No one. No one's opposing him. So, you know, I, like I said, I would love for you to, you know, just pull the rug out from under them like you did with the, in the primary. Oh, that would be awesome. I would get a kick out of that. <laughs> I would get a kick out of that. I would yes. too. <laughs> Anything that, you know, you want to say in closing? Obviously, I want to share how you can find me to support of course. campaign, whether you live in Texas or not in Texas. You know, the thing about this race is, yes, you know, I'm running in District 8, but Brady is powerful. He's on the Ways and Means Committee. He was the chair. And his policies really affect everyone. Obviously, just evidenced by the Tax Cuts and Job Act that he authored, you know, and got passed. Um, so it's, it's really important that we remove him from office. Um, our website is Liz for Texas 8. It's L-I-Z-F-O-R-T-X, the number 8.com. Um, all my socials are the same, Liz for Texas 8. Um, you probably know that. Twitter's the same. <laughs> Instagram's the same. Facebook's the same. We made them all the same so that people can easily find yeah. us. Um, so obviously, we need donations. Braden, Brady with his, you know, Special interest donations has a lot of money, um, and we don't have as many, as much as him. Um, you know, we're true grassroots, so five dollars, ten dollars, hundred dollars, whatever anybody can give, we will take it. Um, we're using that money primarily for signs, printing, because we are literature dropping 
as much as we possibly can, trying to get my name out there. Um, and I just want people to know, you know, especially if they're from my district or even if they're not, that, you know, I'm not in this for myself. I, I truly want better for our district. I want better for my kids. And I, I really do care. You know, I, I have uh, sympathy for those that struggle and, and just people that have, have a hard time and that need more help. And, you know, I feel really passionate about wealth inequality. We didn't talk too much about that, but um, I do want to get to office so that I can represent the people the best way I know how. And, you know, regardless of me not being your career politician, I don't want to be a career politician. That's, that's not my passion. Um, you know, we have, I didn't talk about this earlier, but we have nine, the last time I checked, nine accountants in the House and two in the Senate. That's mm -hmm. 11 total. You know, there's 435 House members, nine accountants. I mean, you would think that they would have a little bit more people with accounting background, considering that, you know, they're determining our, our budgets, where all the money's right. going, and they don't. Um, you know, when Trump went into office, we were $19 trillion in debt. Before Corona hit, we were $23 trillion in debt. We were operating on a trillion dollar deficit per year, which is why it's gone from 19 to 23. Obviously with Corona, um, we are now at 26 trillion. That's okay. That's debt that was, you know, required, needed to support the people of this country. That's the kind right. of debt we should be going into when we go into debt. But, you know, cutting taxes for the richest in the country and, and giving us a trillion dollar deficit is not what our country needs. Um, and, you know, that's why I'm running. Um, I, one of my priorities when I make it to office is going to be reversing those, those tax cuts for the wealthy. You know, you don't go in into running a country or a business and say, hey, let's just slash our revenues, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. I mean, and you just don't do that um, for no reason. Um, do our, our working class, they, they need, you know, cuts, tax cuts. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, this economy is driven by the people that make the purchases, not the business owners. You know, you give a tax break to somebody that, that has a business, um, and I've done some calculations on them, and you give them, you know, an extra $2,800 a month, that's pennies to them. They're not going to do anything with that. You give me $2,800, yeah. I'm going to go, be nice. you know, yeah. um, <laughs> so I, I just, I just want people to know, I sincerely, um, want to represent them. Um, I will work hard for this district. You know, I don't give up and I want people to reach out to me because, you know, I, I can relate to the things I've gone through, you know, when it comes to disabilities, when it comes to education, when it comes to healthcare, we didn't talk too much about healthcare, but, um, I've had those $3,000 deductibles, you know, and a parent should not ever have to wonder how am I going to pay for this when my kid gets sick? If your kid gets sick, you should just be able to take them to the doctor. And, um, but there, there are a lot of other things I may not know about. I don't, I don't pretend to know everything, um, but I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to listen. So obviously if you're in, you're in my district, I ask for your vote um, and I will take any donations you can give. And thank you for your time, Angel. And thank you for reaching out to me and um, asking me to do this podcast with you. 
been a pleasure. Met some of your family, yes. um, pets. <laughs> Would you like to meet my oldest daughter? <laughs> she walked in. She's being shy. She's uh, 15. Yeah. I don't know if I told you that. My oldest is 15. Yeah, well, I wish you good luck. I wish you luck on the race. I, I, I would love to see another heavyweight get, you know. Well, when we knock him out of office, we can have another podcast. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> I'd love to see that happen. You know, that'll, that'll be, I, I think it'll be awesome. And, and at the same time, if we could flip, flip the Senate and everything, this. Maybe you know, that's another thing. We didn't really talk about, you know, as hard as this race is, Brady specifically, at the end of the day, this is about Biden. I mean, he's like the most important, you know, because we have to get Trump out of office. So whatever exposure I can bring or votes I can bring, those are going to help everybody up and down the ballot. So, you know, maybe we don't win this race. Maybe we do. But we're bringing more votes to the Democratic ticket at the end of the day. And that's what's truly important right now. So. Yeah. We've tilted too far this mm -hmm. way. You know, the yeah. country does this, but you want to, you know, it's kind of. <laughs> well, in the Republican Party, you know, you were talking about how you were part of them. They're not the same anymore. You know, that's, the, it's, it's the Tea Party now. I mean, that's yeah. in those Republican seats, which is why there's so much the McConnells who, who are unwilling to compromise and who are super hypocritical, you know. Um, yeah, I, that, was a, that was a dark period in my life, a time of confusion. <laughs> 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 it's, it's actually embarrassing, you know, when I think about it and some of the stuff I've written and you know, I, I had, I had um, come across an old episode where I was talking about Obama and I was listening to the stuff and I was like, damn, you know, so I deleted all that stuff. I just went through deleting all that. I was like, I cannot, you know, I don't feel that, you know, like I don't feel yeah. that way. So I can't leave that up, you know, but there's a lot of things that I've said and written over the years that I can't remove because they're on different platforms that yeah. belong to, you know, other, other, um, there forever. Yeah, I mean, I, I own it, you know, I own it, I, I don't deny it, I, That's I what's always, important. I mean, you're no. not, people were entitled to change their opinions and their thoughts and their feelings, you're not, you know, it's, it's we're human. It's evolving, you know, it's exactly. evolved, you know, so I own it, I, I've, I had a real tough conversation with a friend a couple of days ago that was weighing on me for a couple of days because she, she was asking me, like, how could you, you know, how could you speak ill of Obama? How could you align with those people? And, you know, and it was a heavy conversation, you know? So, mm -hmm. you know, but I, you know, you, you change, you evolve. And, and if someone's going to judge me or dismiss me because of that time or whatever, then you know what? I don't need them. You know, if, if you're not able to say, well, you know, look at the person today or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. it's not like I was back then trying to hurt people. I just wanted to keep my guns, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, that's, that's all I wanted. I wanted to just be able to keep my, you know. Well, that's you know. good. Yeah. And in Texas, they, they're saying the same thing. And, and I don't. Well, you're, you're guns. smart about, about saying, you know, speaking on that specifically that you're not trying to uh, take away the, the gun rights, because if, if you mentioned that at all, done. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a wrap, you know, so yeah. you got to skirt that, that line, you know. <laughs>
Well, you have a good evening. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. And, you know, thank your family for letting you, you know, get <laughs> on and talk and stuff, you know. Well, you know, this is their time. So, you know, I appreciate it. Best of luck. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. You too. You are listening to the NYC Talking Podcast, www.nyctalking.com. Please like NYC Talking on Facebook. Please follow Angel R. Talk on Twitter and Instagram. We are NYC Talking, the realest lifestyle blog ever. Thanks for listening.